Hey people, welcome to Imperfect Reflection Podcast, where we explore all aspects of faith, life, culture, and pretty much whatever we feel on our hearts. Not limited by perfection, but free in our imperfection. Just imperfect people reflecting on real topics. My name's Darren, and I'm glad you've joined us. Hey guys, thanks for joining Imperfect Reflection Podcast. My name's Darren, and yeah, I had an issue... I was still learning how everything's going about and working and the first episode I recorded about authenticity somehow I deleted the actual audio file where <laughs> the podcast um, so that disappeared and then it just showed up on all the sites that it's like one and a half minutes long so basically all you hear is music and an intro and that's it so probably the best podcast I've ever recorded <laughs> of the three uh, so yeah today I'm going to try to do like a, a just a brief recap overview of the first episode for those who missed it and then try go on through today so that, yeah first episode was about authenticity and why it's needed in church in faith walks and in life and it's actually really cool after I recorded that podcast I saw something on Instagram uh, Judah Smith from church home in America like he had a sermon like it's not okay I'm not okay and it really felt like his sermon was like he he listened to the podcast um, obviously he didn't but it was exactly the same stuff just that like Christians we need to be real we need to be open and honest with ourselves and with our friends and family and stuff like if we're hurting if we're suffering we we need to be real and he Judas Smith even used the same verse that I used in the podcast which was Luke 22 well the same I think he might have used it in a different gospel but it's the same verse I got Jesus is going to pray before he's about to be betrayed and he prays three times like father if this cup can pass from me but you're not my will yours like he's asking God please I don't want to do this if there is a way please but he still follows through with that and it's like God is like Jesus in that moment is real with himself because as Judah explained as well that you we like God sorry Jesus is in that moment God and he is also fully flesh so he's speaking to himself within his human speaking to his human side but he's also speaking to himself in the father who they have unity and he's just being like, I, I can't, I don't want to. This is too tough for me. And I mean, he goes to the point of like sweating blood. So yeah, I mean, that's that's real. He's authentic. He's he's open. And I, I think we should all be able to admit to our friends. And like, not just like, I'm not okay. And then leave it at that. But like, look, I'm struggling hard in this. I'm not okay. And also, what Judah spoke about in his sermon. Yeah, if you want to, you guys want to go check that out. It's on YouTube. It's called "I'm Not Okay." So really good. Yeah, you know, just truth and experience from his life. He shares an experience. It's a random experience, but he 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 speaks of truth. Um, yeah. So. 
now I've lost my train of thought. Snap. Oh yeah, um, like just in all situations, be real and and like Christians, we we become so like false, and that's the reputation that we get. Like if you ask a Christian how they are, they're like, oh, I'm so good, brother, I'm blessed, and God is good, and and then if they even do have struggles, it's like you know what, I'm going through this, but it's okay. Jesus has risen, and He has blessed me, and He is seated at the right hand, and He is interceding on my behalf, and all of that is truth. But the thing is, in that moment, you don't feel or believe those things, so you. You're just being false. Uh, <clears throat> yes, it's good to believe in the truth of those words, the truth of the Bible, but it's also good and necessary to be real and be like, you know what? At this moment, I can't. In this very moment, I don't have the strength to pray. I don't have the strength to speak to God. Like I feel like he's turned his back on me. And yeah, real problems in any way that they are, whether it is you've lost your job or you didn't get the promotion or whether someone in your family has got cancer or whatever. Like everyone has different problems and we feel like someone who didn't get a promotion at work is not worthy of having or not, they're not allowed to feel down because they didn't get a promotion when there are so many people that don't have jobs. But the thing is, in their life, that's a big deal. I mean, they needed a promotion perhaps because they need the uh, medical insurance has gone up, or like the house mortgage has gone up. Like they, we all live different lives. And yes, for those that don't have homes, I mean, we pray for them and do whatever we can. Like if you can donate or help people in those ways, yes. But also, we all face real problems just because we don't, or we. Are blessed enough to have a home doesn't mean that we don't have problems yes it is good to have perspective but it's also good to to understand that everyone faces different trials and faces them in different ways and that's us as humanity I mean we don't all look at the same things the same way which would be pretty boring uh, but it would also be safe because if we all saw things the same way we'd all respond the same way and like we'd all agree and sometimes I don't think it's good to all agree so yeah just real problems need real prayers and they need real friends and that's something that we pray so hard for here I mean my wife and I have been in China for three years um, we really love it here and we know we are like incredibly blessed but one thing that we struggle with is friends is finding a group of friends around us that that will be there when we are like, look, I am tired of this. I am tired of not being healed. I am tired of not seeing things come to pass. I'm tired of not being, you know, just I'm tired and I'm broken. And this happened at work. This guy was like really rude. And this is a situation that happened at work. There was a guy who is non-believer and probably atheist and he was just like ripping Christianity to shreds and he's like I can't believe Christians are such idiots to believe um, in creationism and and like just absolutely tearing us apart like he wasn't necessarily speaking to me but he was just saying it open air and and I was like 
I, I responded and I probably shouldn't have but I was like I think it's a bit unfair of you to say that other people are idiots and like how stupid are they when like your whole thing on science is, is like a charade like evolution and all that like let's just be civil about it and not attack certain people I mean we all have flaws in our understandings and beliefs and stuff and science is flawed and the only thing that is true is is the the word of god and like time and time again that's proven like science changes every other year but god's word remains so yeah it, that was a difficult moment and it's just in that moment i was like oh my goodness what do i do and, and i felt trapped because i want to speak to him but the thing is i know that if i speak to him he's not going to have the heart an open heart to understand and to hear and also in that same time I my heart was like on fire and like all I wanted to do is just attack him with a whole bunch of like proofs and facts and here look at this and here look at that and what about this but the thing is that that's not creating an open conversation and that's the thing is like we we have different opinions and beliefs and and we see things differently and sometimes we don't see things we're blind to things in that case but we need real friends to, to, and I am fortunate enough that my wife is my closest friend and she works with me as well so she was within the situation and she could be like my love you shouldn't have responded that way you shouldn't have snapped at him uh, but also like I understand why you're feeling that way and like just to walk with me and to let me speak it out to her and like share my frustrations but yeah um, so yeah we we are praying for friends, like real close friends that will be with us and challenge us and work through things with us. And like, if you guys could pray for that, that would be awesome. I mean, we'd really appreciate it. And also if you need prayer for anything, you can send a message um, to the podcast. And if you want, we can pray it out on the podcast or whatever and ask other people to join in on the prayer or if it's just like something you want personal private to whatever that's cool man it's just we're here for for each other imperfect people just sharing life and and that and yeah and then also touched on children uh, young teenagers and like those growing up the next generation the future they need people that are that they can look up to that are real and authentic. I mean, they just see celebrities and musicians and all, like all these people that they can see in the news and around them, their teachers and what it like, and, and it's all false. I mean, we all Instagram edit everything and nothing that we see is real. Um, which is also what I wanted to do this podcast for because I mean it's we are imperfect like we're not perfect and it's not we, our lives aren't edited as we live them like yes what we put on Instagram and Facebook and whatever is edited like we put the best versions of ourselves or they're not even real versions of ourselves and what we're doing but life is tricky and it's messy and it's sometimes you down in the dumps and then the next moment you're up there so and children need to see that like young adults young teenagers people growing up they need to have role models that are like you know what i was broken in this moment and that's something that when i was in youth 
I like I, I respect and fully love the the pastors and and leaders that were above me. But the one thing that I I felt was lacking is that there was no authenticity and reality in like I'm down, and maybe also in my ignorance in those times I didn't really see that. Maybe they were open and and honest about that, but maybe I didn't see it. I just felt like I didn't see it enough. And uh, also I felt like that when I was a leader that when I, I became a youth pastor for like a few months and I felt like I had this burden of like, you know what, I can't, I can't just go in on a Friday and just speak this to you and and I, I know there are situations that you're dealing with and you just need to be like, you just need to hear, you know what, I was in that situation and I was down, but I've come through it. And that's what kids need to hear, like to know that if others can come through it and were also down and broken, that maybe it's, it's not the end of the world for them to be down and broken because we all feel like, why am I down? Why am I depressed? Why am I saddened by this? Why am I hurt? Like I should be strong and I can't, I've got to put on a brave face. And, a, and yeah, they need to, we need to be able to be open and real with one another. So yeah, that's my recap, <laughs> 14 minutes long recap. But yeah, authenticity, I mean, that's what this podcast is about. And and just that's what my wife and I try to live our lives like. And, and sometimes it is difficult because, I mean, you want people to, to like you and to appreciate you just on the human side of things. You want them to, to enjoy being around you and, and and I don't know it's strange you like we want we don't really want people like we don't want to be looked up to or anything but we want we want friends and we want people that we can share life with and stuff and and like sometimes it feels like we've got to hide things so that they will like us and then when they grow to like us then we can I don't know it's strange like navigating making friends and stuff something that me personally I've never been good at I've been blessed to have some really great friends and hopefully collaborating with them soon on this podcast so hopefully you'll hear from them Uh, Tim Matthew um, James Josh so hopefully they'll share and it's not it's cool that we get to all share from different perspectives of life all around the world um, yeah, I'm blessed to have them as friends and we are pretty close and that's not anything other than that God has worked in our lives and in my life to, to bring them around and yes it's difficult because they really fall like all opposite ends of the world so it's not like we can meet for coffee or whatever but it's cool that technology allows us to to interact with one another and to share life And but yeah we're praying for friends here in the here and now right now surrounding us and not only that like selfishly that we want friends but also that we can serve and and be in in an impact in their lives and to be uh, a helping a helper and an encourager to them so yeah um, and then the the track that we listened to or I spoke about was Shame by Andy Minio on his um, Sword EP, it was a recent release, really, really cool, and he's just open, 
speaks about his porn. Um, he was addicted to porn at the age of 13 and his mom caught him and he thought maybe like that would be the last but it carried on until he went to college and then he became a Christian and like he thought that would leave but it didn't. Um, and then like he knew all the, like he was well versed in the Bible and knew all the stuff but it didn't impact, it didn't change him. Like he could tell everyone all about it but it, like he wasn't changed on the inside and then he realized like everyone is false and lying and, and like they have hurts but they just have, do a better job of hiding it and yeah and then like he came to the realization or revelation that like when he's real and open with God that's when God started to work and when when you really open up with things that's when God can like really cut in there and work in your life so yeah check it out um, Andy Minio um, M-I-N-E-O uh, check it out on Apple Music or Spotify or whatever you use and check out the track Shame and just both these EPs, the Sword and the Arrow they're both really cool and it's hip hop uh, rap but really cool and the, the music is I really enjoy the music but uh, also more than that enjoy the, the lyrics, what, what he speaks of so yeah, that's Melodies of Grace for the first episode and then we're going to try get to some stuff just talk a bit about some things that are going on and struggling with in the now and and yeah, share for some things, ideas that I had for the third yeah guys, thanks um, this will be the beginning of the third podcast um, I know it's a bit later in but that was after the recap um, because I messed up a bit with the audio files for the first podcast so that went missing so yeah this is uh, podcast number three and I've, I felt like and my wife also said that I speak about authenticity and, and being real and life but I haven't really shared of, of me and like the host of the podcast and the ideas why I wanted and that kind of stuff so that's what I'm going to chat a little bit about today so um, if you do listen you'll obviously notice there's lots of flaws and it's not perfect it's not mixed 100% right there's like errors in the music and the transitions and like just I'm learning I'm new to this kind of thing and and also I don't really want it to be edited because I want you to, I don't know I just want that authenticity that like if if I tap the table or I bump a chair or whatever or the dog is scratching or whatever um, that you guys can like I don't know just it's life um, I can't like if I'm having a conversation with you guys in my lounge I can't edit everything out that it's just you all you hear is me and that's it like if you were sitting in my lounge having a conversation with us like you would hear the dog scratching and you hear the cars outside and all that kind of stuff so that's what I wanted to be like and I do try to to make it as clear as possible like the vocals and that kind of stuff and I'm learning more so on how to do that um, but yeah it's it's real it's a, a real podcast hey boy <laughs> that's my dog Barkley come he's a Boston Terrier slash French Bulldog we think and he is amazingly cute hey my boy uh, yeah, <laughs> you can 
see some pictures of him on my social media and he has his own Instagram account Barkley the Boston uh, he's so cute and also really clever so yeah anyway um, first why why do I w- want to do the podcast why did I want to do the podcast and like what's my reasoning behind it so yeah I have wanted to do a podcast for a while I think more so a year or more and um, just because I feel that there are things and views that we all have and I think that if we speak about things and if we're open about it then like there are other people that might be going through similar situations or might be able to share in that moment and to also realize you know what I'm not alone and and there are people that see things the same way or or like maybe even there are people that see things differently and that's a cool way to look at things or whatever it's just I wanted to share things that I see the views that I have and and not just only me I want to be shared too like people to share their thoughts and hearts as well with me and, and create a community uh, and I also I don't know I just thought that making a podcast is a really cool way of doing that um, and something that is simple enough to do uh, which I'm finding is not as simple as as you, one would think uh, but yeah uh, and then also that leads me on to like do I think my voice matters like uh, why would what what makes me the perfect person to host a podcast or whatever like am I a pastor or like do I have a full life experience or whatever and that's the thing like I don't necessarily think my voice matters like I don't think I'm some important person that anyone should listen to but I think that all our voices matter and like I'm just wanting to do this Um, I think yes my voice matters in that I have things that I want to say or things that are on my heart and experiences that are true and are valid and I think that there are many people that can share in those experiences or even respond to them and so I don't really think that I'm all like a guru or self-help or whatever I'm just just a regular guy but just like laying it out there and uh I mean, I'm only 28, so generally young, but I've lived a fair amount of life, and it's like I've been through blessings and valleys and stuff, and and I see things and in this world, and I just want to speak into that and and hopefully find people that would want to to I don't know echo that as well, and also maybe even challenge me. And that's also another thing why I wanted to do the podcast is to to be challenged and to challenge that like I think we don't grow properly uh, as people but as Christians as well if we're not challenged and and own up to the challenges and yeah so that's what I wanted to do and so to answer the question I don't think my voice matters but yet it does matter. yeah, and then struggles, struggles that I've, I've been through. <laughs> um, just growing up, abusive home. Uh, stepdad was an alcoholic, and 
Yeah, it's just, I mean, most of my young life was moving across South Africa many, many different times, changing schools, uh, going home to a drunk stepdad beating me and abusing the family, my sisters and stuff. And for the most part, I loved my life. I enjoyed it. I, I threw myself into sport and I was fortunate enough to be decent at school for the most part of primary school going into high school. I was really solid in academics and excelled in sports. And that I did just throw myself away because it kept me away from home, but it was also like where oh yeah, I could have friends. I had teammates and camaraderie. So no one really knew of my struggles at home. And yeah, growing up, growing up wasn't easy um, for think for anyone really but in my situation that's the only situation I can really speak for it was it was difficult and I mean I, I struggled to find my identity as a boy growing into a man and didn't have many role models to look up to um, and I growing into my teenage years went down a path that was, it's not necessarily, like some would say, ugh, that's tame or whatever, like it's not drugs and rock and roll, that kind of stuff, but like got addicted to, to porn and had a real problem with lust through most of my teenage years, or actually all of my teenage years going into young adulthood. And it's something that I struggled with and that my father before me struggled with and I'm pretty sure he's like lust is something that men struggle with and I had guilt at it and, and like I felt ashamed about it and but I still couldn't get away from it and yeah it was just something that haunted me and stuck on me and, and it's not necessarily like I wasn't doing hard drugs or whatever but the thing is it is a drug and that's really cool about what I see now it's like there's movements going on around the world that like there are certain states and cities in America that are banning or raising pornography to like a critical health issue and it is it's worse than that I mean it really it, it changes the chemical structures of your brain cells and stuff and like it alters your thoughts in your mind and just as any other drug does and it can really break up people and I am fortunate enough to like fortunate is not a big enough word I am beyond blessed to to not have that struggle anymore and that's like that's nothing of myself no strength in me that's really that is that is God and I mean it it's a that is a huge blessing and it doesn't mean that I'm not on guard and I don't like check myself and even I'm really grateful that my wife also she she always like supports me and checks up and like asks me how's your heart and have you looked at porn and like have you had the urge to or the temptation like and it's it's because she cares and then that's the friend and the wife that I am blessed to have and I have always I've wanted is someone not who's like 
okay, you deal with you and I'll deal with me, but someone who's like, you know what, you, I'm a part of you, you're a part of me, and we're in this life together, and I want to know that, like, that I'm there for you, and that I want to be the best person I can be for you, and that I can be the, that you can be the best for me, and we, yeah, so we check on each other and stuff, and I think that's really, really important in, in relationship and in a marriage. Uh, which is what I'll speak on next a little bit, uh, having been married for three years. <laughs> um, so yeah, the lust was something that I struggled with for a long time and I couldn't shake it and read books and watched sermons and just never had anyone really to walk alongside me and be like, you know what, let's and check your heart every day. And then when I was a young adult then, I uh, had a friend who also shared and he was like, okay, and then also just, I gave it to God. I was like, God, I can't, I can't do this. I don't have the strength and uh, yeah, I mean, I have had some mistakes and I don't even know, it's just so stupid how they you get caught up in that and I mean, a few years back, I watched porn just to see what the effect would be and uh, honestly the, like a, that thought sounds so ridiculously stupid and uh, I don't know that's just the stupidity of man uh, like uh, I was obviously clearly at fault and should not have done that um, but yeah and my wife obviously I'd, she found out and but, and that was a, a hurdle, that uh, hurdle makes it seem like nothing, but that was a mountain that we faced and, and like, that broke down the trust in our relationship and I, I broke down the trust in our relationship, hiding something like that from her and, and one thing that I've learned, now let's go into the marriage thing, um, in the relationship, in our relationship is communication and and communication, whether it's a good news or bad news, is important. Um, but I would like to say maybe even more so if it's bad news, is very important. And like in that circumstance, what I should have done is been like, my love, look, I was stupid, I had this urge, I did this, I looked at this, I shouldn't have, like, I'm, can like, I should have admitted it to her instead of trying to hide it and then she finds out because that just makes it so much worse but if I come to her and I'm like my love I struggled I I looked at this I was tempted or whatever like that just I think that speaks more of your heart so yeah that was a rough time and I mean obviously for her it breaks down the trust in in her for, in me if I've hidden that, like what else have I hidden? And, and trust is very, very important in a relationship. So if you are in a relationship or getting into a relationship or when you will, just try to remember that, that communication and especially in your faults and sins, like to not let it hide in the dark, not hide it, but to bring it out into the light and to share it with your spouse and 
I mean, we, I'm blessed that we've gotten over that and grown from that, and also that I have grown as a man, as a person that I've not been tempted any further. And I pray, and every day I pray, God, guard my eyes, guard my heart, to help me to to be faithful to my wife and to to fix my eyes on you, and to to know that, uh, and to understand the blessing that she is and that I have in her, and. Yeah, he's challenged me in so many ways and, and I read a thing once that like your wife is your standard of beauty and and for me that's that that's what it is. Um, Tanzan is my standard of beauty. Like I don't look at other girls and think, Ooh, they pretty like it's just that Tanzan is the only one for me. Like I don't need to look elsewhere. I have the best I have my wife I have my other half so and that's also the thing that I don't understand about culture and and it's even crept into Christianity that like you can look at the menu you just eat at home like I don't understand that like if you you have something so great why do you even want to look around why do you even want to look at the menu like and that's what I'll our culture has become is that we're so unsatisfied and like there's always the next best thing the newest iPhone or the newest car or the newest sneakers or whatever and like this is better than that and, and that's just crept into to everything that we do and into relationships and the way that men see women and I think also maybe even now a little bit that how women see men is like usable and then trade them in kind of stuff and that really breaks my heart um, for relationships for marriage like that's not it's just the opposite of truth like it's so far removed from truth and it's also it, it just breaks people apart and tears us I mean yeah I don't know it's shocking so yeah I mean your wife is your standard of beauty um, and that doesn't just mean that like you judge others by her it just means that like she is your wife you don't even bother about looking like you don't even like it doesn't even cross your mind and, and for me I'm blessed in that that is the case like I'm so like, I don't know I want to say blinded but like guarded in that like other women don't even feature and you know I mean it's obviously I do have to be protective and guard my heart still I don't need I can't be stupid like um, and there's a verse in the Bible walk past the prostitutes I suck that kind of stuff I can't although there are gods in my in my life and in my heart like I can't do things that are stupid um, and um, yeah, so make your wife your standard of beauty or, and then speaking of wives, it, going into a relationship and this is something that uh, Tanzan and I did when we decided to get into a relationship is that like you don't date to try out like and there was also that thing like how are you going to buy a car if you haven't test, test driven it and that kind of nonsense 
and um, actually a, a fellow friend who is a Christian said that in church, in youth, and like that just shocked me, like how can you even say that, that like women are objects and cars, or like people are objects and cars, or yeah, I don't know, that just is abusive. And we we don't believe that. We feel like if you're going to date someone, like if you're going to get into a relationship, that you should be prepared to marry that person then and there. I mean, you don't date it, to date them for four weeks or four months or whatever, and then be like, you know what? Let's go our separate ways. I'm not keen on like, what's the point of even dating if the outcome could be that the separation and also it takes away the commitment. Whereas if you get into a relationship with someone like you should know, if I get into a relationship with you, it is the outcome is marriage. The outcome is commitment and devotion to one another. And that's what we based our relationship on is that no matter what, like if we become boyfriend and girlfriend, we are going to become husband and wife. That is the end goal. That is what's going to happen. And we waited two, two years or so. Um, and struggled through things, finances and, and jobs and you know, just waiting, trying to save up and, and to, to work on it and also had issues with our parents and uh, just life. And, but yeah, we, we stuck it out, we stuck it out with one another, we were faithful and devoted and, and that was it. We were like, look, if we're in a relationship, we are getting married. And we were blessed that in 2016, in on March the 4th, we, we were married in a, a Prince Edward-type cinema, which is really cool. And we've been married for three years now, and I mean, every day I'm so grateful. And I know that sounds cliche and Christian-y, but I mean, it's the truth. And like, I, I am grateful, and that doesn't mean we don't have our fights and disagreements. And that doesn't mean that I don't do stupid things. But I love my wife and I am glad that I get to spend every single day with her and that we have the life that we do. And the little boy that we have who's licking his feet currently. Um, so for our advice for marriage, and I mean, we've shared it in the Bible group that we have and just with people whenever the, we, the topic comes up is that like marriage is not a whirlwind it's it's devotion and commitment to i want to say a cause but that doesn't like it's commitment to one another and to the i don't know the shelter or the umbrella of i, I can't think of the right word but yeah commitment to that that institution there we go the institution that god has implemented and obviously it's it is the greatest reflection of Christ's love and adoration and just of the gospel outside of what Jesus has done because his whole thing is for a marriage we are the bridegroom of Christ like that's that's the the outcome is marriage is commitment to one another and as a man Jesus was eternally and is eternally committed to his bride and that is what I as a husband seek to aspire to and seek to be eternally and like 100% committed to my bride, to serving her, to lifting her up, to to building and adding into her and to 
bringing her joy and being there in her sorrows and being there to in her every moment and that's what like marriage is not and I've, we've heard it from pulpits and like on sermons and stuff like the ball and chain and like marriage is a drag and sometimes it's boring and yes I mean it can like life sometimes is boring and stuff but that doesn't mean that marriage is boring and also certainly not that my wife is a ball and chain or any wife is a ball and chain like it's your partner it's your other half it's not a person that's disposable and like ah the ball and chain you know I've got to go home and like not a, a nag and like it's and it's also <laughs> your wife isn't a ball and chain because she's like what time will you be home it's like because she cares for you she wants to know like when will you, are you safe like what time are you coming home because I want she wants to see you she wants to spend time with you and I don't know men men are stupid um, and extre- extremely ignorant as well and I say that as a man so <laughs> yeah uh, just I don't know treat your wives better treat girls better and have some respect and understanding that you as a man can be better and should be better and for me I as a man should be better and always strive and look to improve and I have uh, friends that are are also married Um, and we challenge each other and we message each other every now and then and ask how things are and and that's important to have and that's when we got married we also didn't want so many people coming to our wedding um, because we wanted people who we knew would 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 bear witness to our union and be like okay cool in five years time they'll message and ask like how are you like how's your marriage how's life guys and darren how how are you doing are you faithful uh tanzan how are you doing are you struggling with anything like we wanted that uh, we wanted friends who understood that if you're going to attend a, win- a wedding you are you're not attending it for free food and and to celebrate yes it is a celebration but it's more so that you're standing in in unity and commitment with that you witness you're bearing witness and standing in witness for that that ceremony that union that is taking place so yeah uh, marriage is a big topic and there's a lot more that I could say but I think for now I'm getting tongue-tied enough uh, to just leave it at that um, and guys you are lost just reiterating that stay true to to your spouses and and even before you meet them also uh, that like you may not have a wife yet or a husband but that doesn't mean that you can't serve them and be faithful to them right now in this very moment and that's something that I needed to learn and and didn't before I got married before I met my wife in like be faithful before you meet them like work on your heart like surround yourself with friends who will challenge you study god's word like be faithful to them before you meet them like try be the best version you can be but also like don't go seeking things that can destroy your marriage before it's even started or that can that can be a a hole in 
your marriage before you've even started. Don't go chasing after after women and chasing after skirts and chasing after sex and like be faithful in that in your in your marriage before you it's contractually begun because like I don't know you 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 are the person that's going to be in that marriage. So like when from the moment you're born you're working in that and every decision that you make can have an impact on the outcome of your marriage and who you will be and I. I mean, having been addicted to porn and lust, it's something that definitely can take a toll and does take a toll on the marriage and it also it breaks down trust if if those are things that you are seeking out in your life. So, and if you are struggling with that find friends find people who will challenge you and will walk alongside you and be like let's walk day to day you tell me what's going on i'll tell you let's just walk this out let's give it to god understand that you can't do it in your own strength um so that yeah that's it for today's episode thanks guys for listening and um the song for melodies of grace is another thrice song um, it's something that I listen to a lot getting into a relationship with Tanzan. It's called The Weight. And it's really, really awesome. And it just speaks of relationships. Um, so I'll play a bit for you guys. Um, check it out on Apple Music or Spotify or whatever. Uh, Thrice. Um, Dustin Kendra is an awesome lyricist. And here it is. <laughs> <laughs> 